Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're delighted to have you back. Sorry, we took mm-hmm. a hiatus last week, Thanksgiving. We took a Thanksgiving hiatus. We did. Yeah. Molly mm-hmm. went Molly went away. Yep, we just kind of ran out of time in the week. <laughs> we did. It was a full week, and mm-hmm. it's already been a full week here. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you to all who have given for Giving Tuesday, Giving Tuesday here. Yes. Um, for our community assistance and asylum funds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you yeah. are a listener who is not in the Marquette community and you would like to donate to our Giving Tuesday fund, yeah, you're welcome to do you're so. You're welcome to do so. Um, yeah, online, messiahlutheranmqt.org um, backslash give, I believe. Okay. We'll get you to a page that'll take you to a page that'll mm-hmm. yeah. um, allow you to give. Um, the funds that we have available for this are the community assistance and the asylum family. Um, yep. asylum so family we pretty fund. much just help out so. anybody in our community with things like bills, u- utilities, um, rent, rent, medical, transportation, yep. lots of things. Lots that of different things. When they fall through the cracks with other organizations and agencies, we help. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then, then our asylum seeking family who um, we've yeah. been funding for the past year and spent about $50,000 on. Them. Yeah. Yeah. From um, Honduras. Um, yes. Wonderful, wonderful family. But, um, uh, for those of you not in the know, um, the government, they, they have no access to any government um, support. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, asylum seekers fall into a very strange category. They cannot work immediately. Um, so they're in the process mm-hmm. um, or the mother's in the process of getting a work permit. But um, but it just means that the church supports everything that um, mm-hmm. for their livelihood and their well-being, um, yeah. which is a gift that we can do that. Um, but your generosity is definitely appreciated. Helps us be able to continue to yeah. do that. So anyway, there's our Giving Tuesday plug. All right, sweet. We got and that out of the way. We're now officially in the season of Advent. Yes, mm-hmm. Advent, also known as beginning adventure. Adventure. <laughs> adventure. <laughs> Advent right? adventure. What? That's not where that comes from. Is it? Where Advent comes from? Yeah. Well, it's. I guess it's an the Advent same orient. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. It's a. It's the same. Um, what yeah. do you call it? Piece of language word origin word, yeah word yeah yeah um anyway yeah beginning <laughs> of the church year beginning of the advent season yeah. advent candle lighting and then we get all of you had the genealogy story last week oh which was which uh, i heard you cracked a little joke about you being gone yeah yeah i did <laughs> like molly chose not to be here because uh yeah this reading <laughs> I it's a lot it. I it's a lot it. it's a lot <laughs> Um, but it was a good one, um, and I chose to, in my sermon, address the stories of the five women in Jesus's mm. genealogy. Yeah, I, I heard so, good reviews about that. Cool. Yeah, it was it was a lot in one in one sermon. Yeah, it worked though. But it is that is a really unique way of looking at it because we generally think of genealogy through the male line, but we don't think about the women who you know gave birth to give Jesus life. Yeah, which leads us to, I mean, this is, so with the text we get today, or leading up to Sunday, is Mary, who is one of the women in that genealogy. Mm-hmm. The main woman, as the, some would say. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's really interesting is that at least the first three in the genealogy are not are not Jewish. They're not, they don't belong to any of the tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this really interesting subtext to including the women is to acknowledge the inclusivity that Jesus is bringing into the world mm-hmm. that is beyond just one community that it is for all it's this lineage something, right of bringing yeah, the outsider that you're in. in yeah and and being connected mm-hmm. um, and uplifting the lowly yeah right? yeah that too but also that there's that there's brokenness and strangeness and mm-hmm. and that that's part of jesus's story as well as ours mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Brokenness and, and strangeness. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, I mentioned my a crazy great uncle, and like, like that we we a all. Crazy yeah. Yeah, he put two ca- two front ends of a car of cars together so that he could drive and turn and like do weird things like oh yeah like a cat dog yeah like a cat dog yeah <laughs> like but with cars but like it's just a strange dude but um but like like thinking about that we all have those pieces of of intrigue and some of it is shameful some of it is really exciting and wonderful but that like all of that it's kind of refreshing to know that Jesus carries that weight too mm-hmm. that that his heritage is not clean it's not yeah. there isn't this like we like to think of jesus as this coming from this totally pure lineage king of david king david yeah. but he also comes from day i mean david and bathsheba are yeah. the parents of solomon and like mm-hmm. it's, it's just complicated. it's complicated yeah, yeah and messy one of the videos that i was looking at for our confirmation this weekend described abraham and sarah as the parents of a dysfunctional family the original dysfunctional family. <laughs> the original dysfunctional family. I think we get that with Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel before we get to Abraham yeah. and Sarah, right? No, that's very true, too. Like, the first family the was dysfunctional. The real question is, which family isn't dysfunctional? Are there any biblical families that are not dysfunctional? Are there any families that aren't a little dysfunctional? Define function. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. We, we won't get, get into family systems here. We get no. all that. But right now, we're we're coming back to the beginning of Luke. Yeah. Um, when Mary gets the news that she's going to have a child and her response to that. So we are in chapter one, starting in verse 26. Just before you dive into that, one mm-hmm. quick note, just for those of you that might be thinking about lectionary connections here, we are taking a break from the Revised Common Lectionary for our gospel texts mm-hmm. um, this uh, this season in Advent and are um, taking some of the essentially some of the texts um, that are actually not in the lectionary, strangely enough, genealogy included, um, or aren't Maybe for, good reason. <laughs> for good reasons, but like that we don't necessarily hear from. And mm-hmm. uh, we're using materials from a sanctified art um, and at- attending to these texts. So I just wanted to, s- to share this, just make sure that if you're looking, you're like, why are we doing Luke yeah. One, that's not the Sunday reading. It's but, not in the Revised Common Lectionary, but it is what we are doing this season. Yes. Yep. And um, a Sanctified Art is the devotionals that we're using. Yeah, we're year. using their devotional, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. So yeah. if you're in the neighborhood and you would like a copy, swing by the church and pick one up. Yep, it's fantastic. We, we got them plentiful. All right. So we are in chapter one and verse 26. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy." He will be called the Son of God, and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month of her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. 
Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Oh, there's so much in this. And it's so familiar, too. I it think is. That's we, what people will notice, right? It's easy to, like, skip over things because it's like, oh, yeah, we know that, right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've probably said this before. This is where Let It Be comes from, the Beatles song. Oh, really? Mother Mary, Let It Be. Ah, speaking words of wisdom. Right? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, so if you need a reference, um, uh-huh. there you go. Maybe we should sing that song this Sunday. We should have asked for it for special music. <laughs> I don't know. As you started reading, I was just like, I was like, an angel went from God to a town called Nazareth. Yeah. Uh, the whole evening <laughs> yeah, prayer. evening prayer, which yeah. we did last night. The but, Lutheran um, um, anthem. Lutheran anthem. Se- yeah. Second only. But to- this is the story of the Annunciation, right? I mean, the, the angel um, speaking to Mary and announcing what's going on. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think the thing that caught me the most was when I was reading our Advent devotional. It was the um, Mary saying yes. And that's what I'm kind of looking at, focusing on for my sermon. That um, yeah. there's all this promise yeah. to her, but she has to say yes to it at the end. Right. And that's her, let it be with me according to your word. Um, and all this is is promised to her and all of it sounds... Some of it sounds good and some of it sounds a little scary. It does. And, you know, one of the things that's really interesting about, I mean, if we merge this with the next section, right, the Magnificat, Mm -hmm. um, is that Mary's initial reaction, I mean, she hears from this angel, whether that's masculine, feminine, androgynous, you know, this is one of those gender neutral folks, Gabriel, but um, but like we have uh, we have an angel appearing, giving this news and Mary's like, ah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, let it be so. Yeah. But not not celebrative, right? Not excited. Mm. But then when Mary talks to her girlfriend, <laughs> right, to Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, then it's like, hey, this is exciting. And it's exciting because she's got a song. She's her, got a song. Her explanation yeah. is a yeah. song. Yeah. And we generally only sing things when we're excited about them, right? <laughs> right. Um, or angry, right? I mean, if you watch musicals, but like... <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But, but I, no, you're right. Like, And I think that like that's one of the things to think about is how do we... What allows Mary to move from that space of fear and anxiety or discernment, uncomfortable whatever that space is, which all of us experience, right, in life, like, mm-hmm. um, to getting to celebrate. And one of the things that, like, I, I think that comes to mind for me is the question of how do we understand the words of reassurance? Yeah, like, exactly. do they send us forward? Do they hold mm-hmm. us? Is it, do we believe them? Do we trust them? Like, what does what does reassurance allow us to do? Mm-hmm. Like, is that what lets her say yes? I mean, yeah. like, what? Because what? the first thing the angel says is, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Yeah, which right? is pretty great, right? You are special. God is with you. In which case, Mary's like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. all right. But she was also perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Yeah, Mary gets perplexed a lot. <laughs> and and the one thing, I mean, is thinking is that she ponders them in her heart. She ponders them again. Mm-hmm. Like Luke She's uses thoughtful. that language. She's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And also it's this question of, um, I think when I think about some of that, I also think like it's it's allowing it to not just be like you hear an order, but it's 
or like you hear somebody say something, but like that you act that you're trying to navigate the meaning mm-hmm. and like and you're where taking this is some time to consider what it this too. actually yeah and the yeah. and I don't know it adds emotional weight towards mm-hmm. right to say that I'm going to ponder that I or think I'm chewing on it too it gives her that moment of um is she gonna say yes oh so it's it's good writing yeah it's like. Is she going to say she yes? Was She's pondering it. And, and she pondered the what sort of greeting this might be and what's going to come next. Yeah. And that's what I think about with like saying yes to anything and to making, you know, big decisions or, you know, saying yes to calls. I think about like all the different calls that we've asked for people to say yes to over the past few years. <laughs> you know, I, I, like I was just talking to two gentlemen thanks, that I. Thanks I, be to God that people answer. I know. I was just talking Holy to two Spirit gentlemen working. that I asked to do Sunday school and they were not super excited about it, but I persuaded them to say yes. And it's like all those things are pretty heavy and it's hard because there is so much unknown and there's no way to know whether it's going to be fully good or fully bad or just somewhere in the middle. You know, it's yeah. it's that unknownness yeah. of it all. And for Mary, we should we should be like, I think we look back and think, oh, my gosh, of course she would say yes. She gets to be the mother of Jesus. But she also has to be a young, unwed, pregnant woman. Well, is she living... pregnant yet? She's not pregnant yet at this point. No, no, no. But that's right. what I mean, saying that's... yes means. Right. right, is to become pregnant, is yeah. to do this and to... Whose kind of social situation is jeopardized because of it and the wondering, will people believe her? What will happen to her? You know, how is she going to navigate this? So I think it's saying like what sort of greeting this might be. I think in all of our ways of saying yes, we're kind of wondering like, how is this going to actually pan out? Yeah, yeah. And and I think like, so there's that... that that hesitation that how does this pan out? And, and I think it's also worth naming that like there's this tension, I think when we read or hear this passage to either make it be like, Holy spirit's coming. Like she, this what an honor for her a privilege. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And then there's that voice too, especially in this me too post me too world where we're like, Ooh, some of this language about the Holy spirit coming upon her yeah. and this and that, like, this is not like, where how does this fit into this? And I think that wrestling with some of that tension mm-hmm. um, and saying that that there is something awkward, not about, I, I think, you know, we can't go there with, you know, God assaulting Mary. I don't think that's because where this says is. Because it will. Will. Will right. come upon you. Will. But, like, I think that, like, but there are these questions of dynamics and relationship and power. And I think one of the amazing pieces of this is that Mary says, I'm willing to enter into a relationship with God yeah, in a different kind of way. Yeah. And then even and if she's unsure about it to begin with, she claims it with such conviction when we get to the point of the Magnificat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and that this, this claiming of a relationship and this claiming of, of identity comes at a cost to her, I mean, like Matthew deals with Joseph, Luke doesn't, like the Gospels differ mm-hmm. in that. But like Mary, I mean, there's a cost to this. I mean, you know, it, she says, how can this be? I'm a virgin. The literal Greek is, I do not know a man. Yeah. Which makes you, you know, in some ways you're like, wait, so Mary and Joseph, like, I mean, like, you know, it's that it's the not knowing is the not having had 
mm-hmm. intimate relations yeah. with. Knowing them in the biblical b- sense. Biblical sense, right? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I don't know what it even means to experience this. Yeah. And so in some ways, this is one of those, this is a double-edged piece of this, is that it's it's not just that, that Mary is being asked to bear a child. Mm-hmm. It's that Mary is being asked to experience something in her body that she has never experienced. Mm. In in any way, shape, or yeah. form. And that she has never experienced a partner in an intimate way mm-hmm. that way before. And so mm-hmm. there, I bring that up because I think that like there's something profoundly amazing about her saying, let it be so, and let me have this relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And to say, I'm willing to do that. Because she, I mean, maybe it's, it's the, ignorance allows that right you don't know what this is sometimes that's the best sometimes that's good but in other ways this is it's also but there's some profound beauty to that Uh too that it's like holy cow mary you're yeah you're doing this and and by the way this also leans into something we don't talk about in the as lutherans or protestants is like the immaculate conception which Mm -hmm. is essentially the belief that mary is without sin Mm. um which Mm -hmm. is what allows jesus to be born in that yeah, so it's not. I don't about, get why. I don't quite either, but like, but I think that it's it's something about that. Like, I mean, I don't know uh-huh. something. But what that does is it elevates Mary. Yeah. To this notion of that Mary, mm-hmm. and in some ways it elevates Mary's innocence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. she's not. She's not. She's clearly not naive, though. She's not naive, but she just doesn't know what it's fully gonna hold. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and. And I don't know that that's a bad thing, but no. but what's really interesting is like is that question of like what gets her to the point where she can sing about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she's yeah. leading, that leads her to that conviction because look, I'm going to read Mary's enunciation okay. just so people yeah. can hear it. She so after we'll read thirty nine too because I don't know that we get that part in our lectionary. I haven't looked ahead. No, next week. Well, I'm not sure if we do on week four. Uh, for next week, we get. We dive back to Matthew. Okay. And we have Joseph again. Okay. Well, if so, we get it again, no big deal. We'll just talk yeah, about it twice. Yeah, that's okay. So, in those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. 
So there is this connection, I think, with the power of community and coming yeah. to Elizabeth, who the angel tells Mary about Elizabeth in her and her child, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of there's this there's this message from God in the midst of this bigger message that like just so you know, and in case you need community in this, there's this other holy miracle happening too, right? That God has and, given Elizabeth, John, who will be John the Baptist. And what's really interesting in this is that, so it's in the sixth month, right, that an angel comes to Mary, the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mary stays for three months. Ah, okay. So John should be born. John should be born. Mm-hmm. at that. I mean, and that's the next thing, that essentially John is born. Mm-hmm. But it also, it goes to show um, in some ways that that communal connection to mm-hmm. um, and support. And part of it too is, I mean, we hear about seclusion and I mean, we go back to Levitical law and women who are pregnant and cleanliness and mm-hmm. all of these pieces that there's other dynamics at play in here. Mm-hmm. It's not just, yeah, um, it's not just that they happen to be pregnant. It's that pregnancy also brings about other challenges. Mm-hmm. Fluids. Bodily fluids and things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I love to the the layering of the beginning um being the Lord is with you. Um, oh by the way, there's another woman who's pregnant and Mary going to You're be, not alone. be with her and the children leaping for joy. There's just all these multi layers of being together and the la- not being alone in all of this, right? I think that leads Mary to this song of like such conviction and like there's so much like reaffirmation of her own identity in this in a way that is powerful. Like she knows herself and who she's going to be in this song. And that's like, wow. But she also knows who God is. Yeah. Right. I mean, who the God is that she is bearing. She knows who she is in relationship to God. Right. And Mm -hmm. and. So powerful, interesting thought, right, is does she know that through the relationship she has with Elizabeth? Do we know who God is and how God is for us mm-hmm. through and in relationship with others? Maybe. I, I wish there was more about that. Right? But I, I'm right. wondering that, like, there, there is that, that as, aspect of community in here, mm-hmm. right? That, which, is, which is beautiful. That, yeah. like... That um that some of understanding God is also being, um, being present to one another, mm-hmm. which I, I think is very incarnational, right? I mean, this is which is what this is the start of the story of is God becoming human, um, in Christ, and so in some ways, the relationship that that Mary has and commits to with God is made manifest not just in pregnancy, mm-hmm. but in the reality that relation that that all bodies are in relationship. Yeah. And who she finds herself in relationship with. Yeah. Because, yeah, I I like the beginning of chapter one in verse six. It talks about Elizabeth and um, Zechariah. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. Yeah. Um, But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, right? Yeah. So like they're struggling, but they're also people who are holy. And it's this same kind of um, 
like fullness, fullness of life, right? That Mm -hmm. when Mary is perplexed by the greeting and what's going to come along with the greeting, Elizabeth is someone who has experienced that firsthand, right? Of somebody who is very faithful and yet life has been difficult to her because being barren would have meant so many things for her. So they're, they're experiencing the opposite um, stigmas in society, in society, Mary being unwed and too young and pregnant and Elizabeth being too old and very married and yeah, without child for such a long period of time. And, and one thing that I was thinking about as you were reading the, the intro to the Magnificat was um, uh, Elizabeth's comment about the baby leaping in her womb, Mm -hmm. right? Or that the baby leaps in her womb. Mm -hmm. And the, this question of, the baby leaping in the womb is a sign of life, mm-hmm. especially in a place of anxiety. You think about not having a child or those who have miscarried or those who've had stillbirths or yeah. those who have struggled, that it could have been that John had been still and Mary's, I mean, and Elizabeth is like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, Worried. and then the child leaps. Yeah. There's life and joy in that There moment. is life. And that's and, really the first moment of joy, right? When they come together. And also when, yeah, when they come together and also when the child leaps, mm-hmm. right? That there is hope. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, I don't know. There's so much probably that could be unpacked with children and joy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, and but like, blessings too, Blessings, right? yeah. But like, you are blessed to be a blessing to others and Elizabeth gives Mary a blessing, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then what I find so great is that, like you said, they they Mary proclaims who God is. But they could say in their song, like, ha ha, we're going to show them those who, you know, made fun of Elizabeth for so many years because she wasn't couldn't get pregnant. And me, who's young and pregnant with the Holy Spirit, (laughs) like we're going to show them like that could be their song. Right. But But instead, their song is a reflection of who God is. Right. Remembering who God is in their relationship with God, which is one of the things that their ancestors have all struggled with. Oh, in their moments, right? Absolutely. Turning to God, trusting and, in God's promises. And to be fair, we still do. Yes. Right? But that's why Mary is righteous. That's why Elizabeth is righteous, because in every moment they remember God's promises and they trust in the promises, especially when it's hard. Yeah, and it, this comes down to, I mean, also that, that beautiful line, right? Um, the... The, the angel says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Yeah, which is great. And also just scary. I don't know heck, what it means. Right? I don't know what it means, but it, I know it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just and uh, an interesting parallel is that that next line is Mary saying, let it be so with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is also what we get with Jesus in Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. Not your will, but I mean, not, not my, my will, will, but, but yours. yours. Yeah. Right? Yes, God. Yes, God. Mm-hmm. And. And in some ways, those are bookends mm-hmm. in this question with Mary mm-hmm. in relationship that yeah. life is given with in saying yes, mm-hmm. and life is given in death in saying yes, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that, in I mean, it goes back to um, what is it? One of the catechisms in the Reformed tradition, but that in life and death we belong to God. Mm. Yes, and. And there's truth to that in those bookends that we hear in that language. That but there is a little part of us that needs to be willing to say yes. Right. right. 
that we do that. Mm-hmm. And we do have some role in it. And to think that maybe it gets better when we actually name who and what God is doing mm-hmm. and then we can sing it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It helps us be more clear because it helps us be more clear about what our yes is too. Right. It's yes yeah. to God. And even if we need some time to ponder it or are perplexed by it, we can always come back to who God is and what our yes to God is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that yes needs the reminder of somebody else's joy mm. to kick us into gear. That's good. Right. Too. That's good, too. Like right? joy and hopefulness, a hopefulness. in yeah, the yeses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even maybe their discomfort, because Elizabeth probably was like, oh, John, don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, but like we we need each other to remind us of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's this is. It's good. It's a good passage for Advent as we await and as we think about this season. Some, and some would call connection. it a perfect Advent passage. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, perfect Advent passage. So, uh, but I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah, yeah, good. Lots of things to contemplate. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot. And uh, so, on that note, we'll 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 send you off to go listen to some Beatles or something. Um, but let it be. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Queen City, Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends.